Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wednesday, September 1st, 2021. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast. And I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from Mile High City here in Denver, Colorado. And we are back for another week of talking sports with a dose of common sense. Hey, happy Wednesday to you. Hope your week is off to a good start. Hope the beginning of the week, at least for you, is going well. And we're going to talk about it in a few minutes, but I'm telling you right now, we have some exciting things coming up in the world of sports later in the week. Going to talk about that in just a few. But I hope you, your family, your friends, you're all staying healthy. Hopefully you're all staying strong mentally in this weird time that we're kind of going through. We are happy to have you here with us today. And you know, we actually have a little bit of sports history for you today that I want to talk about. Of course, we know college football got started over this past weekend. I mean, sort of. We had a few matchups. We had some smaller colleges going. We had some high school football going a little bit on ESPN. We had ESPN getting catfished by one particular high school. And we did see Nebraska, you know, already losing and getting their coach on the hot seat immediately. So we kind of got college football going a little bit. But, you know, back on September 1st, 1984, there was a quarterback that put up some insane numbers in college football. But here's the thing. It was a smaller college guy, so we didn't really pay all that much attention to it. But back in 1984, Division I AA school Mississippi Valley State had a quarterback by the name of Willie Totten. And on September 1st in 1984, Mississippi Valley State faced Kentucky State. And apparently Kentucky State wasn't all that good. Because Willie Totten passed for 536 yards and 9 touchdowns. And Mississippi Valley beat Kentucky State 86-0. to Now, the Delta Devils would go on to a 9-2 record. They averaged 59 points per game. And of course, Totten... Well, I mean, he didn't do a whole lot. He ended up going undrafted by the NFL. He played the wrong style. And, I mean, to be honest, he probably was the wrong race at that time. So he got skipped over for the NFL. No one gave him a shot. He wasn't the size or the prototype that they wanted at that time. So he got skipped by the NFL. He would play a little in the Canadian Football League. And then when he got the chance 
1987, you might remember that the NFL had a strike-shortened year. And so Willie Totten actually came in with the replacement players and played as one of those strike-breaking scabs. He played for the Buffalo Bills. He even started one game. Hey, here was Willie's chance. He was going to finally show what he could do. Eh, He didn't do all that much, actually. He would eventually go play some more in the Canadian League. He would go back to Mississippi Valley, and eventually he would even be the head coach at Mississippi Valley. He's still there today as the assistant head coach and quarterback's coach. But it does make you wonder if in today's NFL, there would have been a place for a quarterback like Willie Totten. I mean, maybe they would have geared their offense a little bit more for him in today's game. We've seen smaller quarterbacks, different kind of quarterbacks. We see guys like Russell Wilson and Drew Brees and Lamar Jackson. And the NFL kind of goes out and they make a space for such a talented player. You wonder if maybe Willie Totten would have had a chance in today's NFL. Of course, looking back at what Willie did when he was down at Mississippi Valley State, when we look at it a little closer, it does make some sense because he had a little bit of help when he was down there in 1984. Because back in that game against Kentucky State, Willie had a wide receiver that had 17 catches for 294 yards and five touchdowns for the season. This wide receiver would catch 112 passes for 1,845 yards and 27 touchdowns. Yet, you know, Jerry Rice might have helped Willie Totten just a little bit on this day back in 1984. Hey, if you'd like to contact the show, maybe tell us your favorite small college athlete of all time. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosports at gmail.com, or go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. Maybe you're bored. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you're wondering why a certain NFL team cut a certain NFL player. Or maybe you're wondering how an NFL team is going to be doing this year. Feel free to drop us a line. We would love to hear what you have to say. Also, be sure that you're stopping by DailyDoseSports.com and checking out some of the new articles that are going up every week over there. I'm releasing a Daily Doses every Tuesday. Lately, we've been covering a lot of things going on in the world of the Denver Broncos. We've talked a little bit about the quarterback controversy that they have. We've talked a little bit about their head coach. But you might want to stop by and check those out. Plus, our featured columnist, Young Jimmy, is posting a new article on Thursdays. His latest article actually took a look at the history of baseball, how it came to be, and how the story that we're getting isn't exactly the truth. Plus, we have a link to the podcast. We have a link to the YouTube video. We have a link to the Daily Dose gear. There's a lot of information that you can find over at DailyDoseSports.com. Speaking of that Daily Dose gear, we know everyone is still doing a lot of online shopping. So make sure that you stop by tpublic.com and pick up some Daily Dose gear. Hey, fall is coming. You might need a sweatshirt. You might need a hoodie. Why not get it with a Daily Dose logo on it And then you're able to pick whatever color that you want it in. TeePublic.com is doing a ton of sales. They'll get that merchandise out to you quickly. So make sure you stop by and pick up some Daily Dose gear. Got a couple of different logos that you can choose from over there. Hey, today on the show, we are actually doing something a little bit different. We are going to be breaking down the 2021 NFL season that is nearly upon us. Do you realize 
that the opener, the Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it is one week from tomorrow. It's coming very, very fast. The NFL is king and it is coming fast. And we want to make sure that you are ready for that NFL season, no matter who you are rooting for. So I actually asked a few friends of the Daily Dose to stop by and help us to get ready for what is coming in that season. Should be a very, very fun season. Got a few people stopping by today on the dust. Hey, but before we get to the NFL, and believe me, we have a lot of NFL to talk about today, I do want to remind you that while college football did start a little this past weekend, I mean, like I said, Nebraska has already disappointed their fan base. I'm surprised they even let head coach Scott Frost get back on the plane to go back to Lincoln. But I'm telling you right now, college football is really going to get cranked up this weekend. And so today, I just want to do a public service announcement and tell you ahead of time, get those chores finished early, knock out that honey-do list, take care of your significant other before the weekend so that you can sit on the couch and watch the college football festivities. Get this, tomorrow night, Thursday night, Boise State goes to Orlando to face the University of Central Florida in a game of two programs that are always kind of trying to prove that they belong with the big boys. We'll see who can win that matchup. Plus, tomorrow night, number four Ohio State goes to Minnesota. Minnesota is no joke. Ohio State should win that game, but you're going to Minneapolis. That won't be a piece of cake for the Buckeyes. Then, on Friday night, Number 10, North Carolina, a lot of expectations on them. They go to Virginia Tech. Hey, that's a mid-season kind of game in the ACC. That's a really, really fun game. And then on Saturday, get ready for this. We have number 19, Penn State, going to number 12, Wisconsin. Kids, that's a huge game in the Big Ten. That is a monster. We also have number one, Alabama, Facing number 14, Miami, in Atlanta. Really, really huge implications in that game. Can Miami even hang with Alabama? Can they keep it close? Could they make it interesting? If so, Miami's probably going to have a pretty solid season. We also get number 7, Indiana, going to number 18, Iowa, in another huge Big Ten matchup. I got a game out there that might be a little bit of a sleeper. Number 23, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. People are talking about them being a little bit of a sleeper this year. They go to number 21, Texas. And we know Texas has high expectations. We're not sure what they're going to do under new head coach Steve Sarkeesian. Might want to keep an eye on that one. Another team people are talking about this year being very, very dangerous is San Jose State. They are going to number 15, USC. Are the Trojans going to be for real this year? Going to get an early test. Then we get to prime time on Saturday. And we have number five, Georgia, going to number three, Clemson. Hey, that's a heavyweight battle. I mean, this is a game in one of the earliest weekends with playoff implications. Playoffs? Georgia versus Clemson is huge. We also get number 16, LSU, going to Los Angeles to face UCLA. A team that was very impressive last week, blowing out Hawaii. Has Chip Kelly finally gotten some things going at UCLA? Going to find out on Saturday night. 
We do also have a game on Sunday. We get number nine Notre Dame going to Tallahassee to face Florida State, a Florida State team that believes they are going to return to more competitiveness this year. So yes, today on The Dose, we are going to be talking some serious NFL. But I'm telling you right now, this is going to be an amazing weekend for college football. Make sure you take care of business so that you can watch every single minute of it. I know that is already how I am planning my weekend. Okay, coming back, we are going to be joined by a few friends of the show to get ready for the NFL season. A couple things to think about. Should we feel safe going to games this year? Should NFL teams be quick to hand over their team to a young rookie quarterback? We've got a number of those situations forming on a few different teams. We will have answers to those questions, and we are going to dive into each team in the league and give you our take on how 2021 is going to go for them and whether or not they will be making the playoffs as the season wraps up. Now, understand, we did record this just before the announcement that the New England Patriots had cut Cam Newton. So we do talk a little bit about Cam, but we also do mention his days as a starting quarterback with the Patriots were running out anyways. Okay, our 2021 NFL preview is coming when we get back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Joining us right now on The Daily Dose, we are actually trying something brand new this week. We are going to host a Zoom call with four members today, with myself included. Of course, most of you know Big Rob. He just did our college football preview last week. He is the sitting president of the Daily Dose I-Team. Welcome back to Rob. Rob, glad to have you this week. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. We also have Mike from Castle Rock. Mike has joined us a number of times to talk about all things in the world of sports. Welcome back to Mike as well. Always fun to be here. I think this is going to be a fun one. Lastly, we have Larry from Centennial, who is, by the way, an old pro at doing these NFL shows. Larry, I think you've done the last, I don't know, probably four or five of these shows. But Larry, you haven't been into the dose for a while. I want to say welcome back to you as well. Yeah, thanks, Clint. It's been a while. Just waiting for ski season. Yeah, that's what we're waiting for. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. I can't wait for ski season. <laughs> not, not the NFL, not college football. My God, when can I get back? to skiing again well isn't that what we're all here <laughs> no, for? no <laughs> no it's not what we're all here for the 2021 nfl season is going to be here already next week when the dallas cowboys go to tampa to face the super bowl champion buccaneers and i'll be honest much like college football i have really been looking forward to football season this year 
and hopefully getting back to like full stadiums. And I know there's going to be weirdness, but maybe a little less weirdness. A couple of storylines, though, that I want to keep in mind as we get ready for this season. It sounds like the majority of NFL stadiums are hoping to be back to capacity this year. Now, some may require like proof of vaccine or whatever, but there is hope that we have the excitement that actual real crowds can bring. And that is really good news. Here is the bad news. Right now, we have a country full of like cooped up, angry football hooligans running around. Mike, you are a Denver Broncos season ticket holder. Do you have any trepidation whatsoever about going to games this year? Absolutely. Do you? Are you going to go? Well, yes. Yeah. Last year, missed an entire season for the first time since 1983. So definitely looking forward to going back. Definitely missed it. But um, if I had small kids, I would not be taking them to the games. Yeah. Yeah, let's just say that. I, I think there's going to be some pent-up energy. It's, it's going to be different. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be different. I, I, I hope that maybe that things would kind of unite. But there, there's always, you know, issues and games every now and then. You know, you, you see clips on YouTube all the time of these ridiculous fights and everything. I don't know. It's it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Larry, you are also a Denver Broncos season ticket holder. Are you going to be going to games this year? Yes, we'll be going to games. Don't uh, have any trepidation. I got to be honest with you. If, if you walk around the, you know, the whatever, the rings where you buy your food and stuff like that, you're bumping into people all the time. Yeah. If you didn't catch a disease in the last 10 years, <laughs> you're not going to catch it feeling, next year. Feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Well, that and just the state of the stadium food to begin with. <laughs> right, right. right. Rob, Rob, you went to West Virginia. You are kind of used to this because you guys just burn couches out in your yard for fun. Would you be nervous to attend a game or a sporting event of any kind? Um, I wouldn't be nervous, but that's because of West Virginia. So I'm, See, I feel like I, I'd be ready. Yeah, I feel like I'd be ready. But to kind of piggyback on Mike a little bit, uh, his point, um, I am a little worried just because, you know, it's the first time out, uh, big crowds again. We saw a little bit uh, NBA season. Fans seem to be a little bit more rowdy maybe yeah. than usual. So I am interested to see how that's going to play out in some of our, you know, more notorious fan bases um, to see what that's like. I am hoping that they are going to beef up security, that we're going to see a present within stadiums so people aren't on edge and people aren't worried about it. If there's an issue, you have someone right there. We have been to games, and I and I speak especially to Mike and Larry, we've been to games where we have seen violent incidents take place. We have seen food come flying. We have seen someone with a Raider flag get taken down and you know beaten about the face, neck, and head. So some of these things happen at sporting events. I'm just hoping we don't see anything too crazy this year in general. Hopefully we have security in the stadium taking care of things as you will say hey Clint yeah. I will yeah. say that it, it's much different than it was 10 years ago for sure right uh you can text uh on your phone if, if there's a problem in the stands if there's somebody unruly you, you know you can kind of take care of that so uh it, it it's a much different dynamic I think nowadays than it was you know back in yeah. the south stands sick you know 70s or whatever 
No, you're absolutely right there. Hey, as usual, the NFL does have a few rule changes we should probably discuss. And first up is the biggest one. The NFL regular season has now been bumped from 16 games to 17 games. We know it's just a matter of time before they go to 18 games. They want the money. I don't have a problem with more games. I, I mean, I guess more NFL is probably better. But 17 games is going to be a little bit weird. Larry, did the NFL institute this rule for the sole purpose of not allowing the Dallas Cowboys to just go 500 yet again? <laughs> Got to be on the on the on the over or underside of 500. Right, right? you can't just yeah. be 500. Do you like the bigger <laughs> schedule? Do you like the more games? <laughs> I here's where I stand. I hate preseason games. Agreed. Okay. So if we know that there's going to be, you know, some give and take there, there was a preseason game taken away. There was a regular season added because everybody has to get paid. I'm okay with it. Put it on the regular season side. I'd be okay with two preseason games. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but I guess that's where I stand. Well, and the preseason we've we've said for years the preseason is a joke it's a it's nonsense and it's just opportunities for people to get injured if you're going to go out there and play then at least make it count for something rather right. than it just be for nonsense the nfl also says they are going to crack down on taunting this season they say two taunting violations is going to result in an automatic ejection with fines and suspensions also in play rob is this another example of the nfl just being the no fun league or is like taunting running amok? Uh, no fun league. Again, uh, this yeah. reminds me when they tried to ban the uh, touchdown celebrations. Sure. I mean, it's, you know, a part of the game. It's fun, especially for the fans. Um, you know, you enjoy it. Whichever side you're on, you like to see your team, you know, the player you love celebrating. Or if it's somebody, you know, you hate, you like to boo them when they're celebrating. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's unnecessary. And I think it's one of those things, kind of like the holding last year. They'll maybe start off the first couple games calling it and then, by game four or five, you know, it'll probably you probably won't see it as much. What I'm really hoping, I hope we don't get like a final play of the game, Hail Mary for a touchdown, and someone taunts and they wipe it off or do something silly. Don't do something dumb to damage your own product. That is my only concern with them getting into the taunting thing. Don't fix what's not necessarily broken. I, I'm a little bit concerned with that. One last rule, and it's purely cosmetic. And that is that the NFL has loosened the restrictions on what positions can wear which jersey numbers. So we have some new numbers for some players you already know. They're going to be wearing a new number. One note on this rule, if a player did desire to change numbers for this season, they had to personally buy out all of the remaining stock of their jerseys from distributors. Mike, this feels a little bit like the NFL trying to be cool, like college football. Are we going to hear like, Roger Goodell saying something silly like those new Jersey numbers really slap or like the new taunting rules are on fleek. Is this just the NFL trying to be cool? Cause it seems kind of weird. Well, it kind of flies in the face of the taunting rule, right? I yes. Mean, it's, you know, we're going to give here and take there. I don't know why, how, <clears throat> why there was ever such a hard fast rule for who can wear what number anyway. I, mean, I didn't either. We grew up with it. We were used right. to it, but I never saw much of a reason for it. So it's kind of nonsensical in a lot of ways. One other thing we're going to see in 2021, we're going to see a push, especially by fans, two teams, to get their younger quarterbacks in the game. The Jaguars seem like they are 
all in on rookie Trevor Lawrence. The Chicago Bears fans are going to be screaming for Justin Fields. Out in San Francisco, the 49ers are going to want to see Trey Lance replace Jimmy Garoppolo. Rob, when a young quarterback is on the bench, the fans want to see that kid on the field. Would you give them what they want, or are you going to do what's best for your franchise and for that kid? Um, I got to think, I would say you got to uh, protect the franchise. Like I said, I think recently, you know, like the Justin Herberts, we see a lot of those right out the gate and everybody, you know, thinks that's always the situation, um, how it's going to be, but more likely than not, you know, it's the other way, you know, the rookie is a rookie, isn't ready yet. And so, you know, you have to give them time if you can afford it. I mean, there's some teams, you know, the rookie is actually the best that they have, but I think if you can wait, you know, I, I, I always think it's better to wait if you can. Larry, I know we're going to talk about some of these specific teams later, but just across the board, are you a fan of playing the rookie? You're going to stick with your veteran. How are you going to go if you are the coach? Oh, I'm a veteran all the way. You're staying uh, with the veteran. Yeah. I think it depends on who the the rookie is. Yeah. For sure. And it depends on what the status of the organization is. If I'm Jacksonville, you you play the guy. They don't, I don't have a lot of choices. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, so you play him. But if you're, you know, if you're in a different situation, if you're in Green Bay's situation, you don't play the rookie, right? right? So uh, totally different, but uh, I totally get what Jacksonville is doing. Go for it. Sure. Mike, there are risks on both sides. You can break a rookie if you put him in there too early. You can have a rookie never quite figure things out and, and just get broken down. You can stay too long with a veteran. How would you weigh in on the whole veteran versus rookie quarterback that we're going to see at a number of places this year? Yeah, well, I kind of to dovetail with what Larry said, it really depends on the situation. I mean, Jacksonville had the number one pick for a reason. It's an awful team. They don't really have anything better than a raw rookie available. So, right. yeah, plan. You know, you've got other teams who are middling teams like uh, Chicago, you know, with uh, Fields there and the whole thing with Dalton and who knows what's going to happen there. You might still stand a chance. I don't know. It, it, it really depends on the situation and the coach. It, it depends on what the priority is. Are yeah. you developing a rookie? Right. Or are you trying to win more games? And does one change with the other? I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a perfect example. Sat, sat a year behind Alex Smith, yes, who was a pretty good quarterback and learned a lot. And then the next year just took off running. So, you know, Lamar Jackson came in as a rookie, had a great rookie year, fantasy-wise, you know, couldn't hit the broadside of the bar in the first year, but sure. Um, but he developed. It, it, every situation is different. You've you, you really got to know the personality of your quarterback. Can he take his lumps and learn from it? Right. Or will he become gunshot? You're exactly right, and and good points by all of you. Another thing to keep in mind this year with free agency, with trades and that kind of thing, we do have some familiar faces that are going to be at different places. Ryan Fitzpatrick is no longer in Miami. He's with Washington. Julio Jones is now a Tennessee Titan. J.J. Watt left Houston for Arizona. Matthew Stafford is in Los Angeles with the Rams. And Jared Goff is a Detroit Lion. We're going to get to each one of those teams throughout this show and even into next week, but just something to kind of keep in mind. There are some, some shifting around of some big names. One last thing to, to talk about before we get into our NFL divisional previews, HBO's hard knocks is now in its 15th season where they take us into the locker room. They take us into the huddle. They take us behind the scenes in the NFL training camp. 
This year, they are in Dallas following America's team. Is anybody watching? Is anybody watching? And I mean, outside of even these three, it doesn't sound like anybody's watching. Is I'm I'm watching. I'll say I'm watching. Is anybody else watching Hard Knocks this year? No, Larry uh, cool. Hard Knocks. No, no. I'm I'm watching Ted Lasso. Okay, let me let you in on a little secret. You're not missing anything. I'm really <laughs> I starting. I didn't think I was. No, because well, there's a couple problems. One, it's Dallas. We kind of know how that all goes. Jerry Jones is an idiot and everybody just kind of revolves around him. And then you've got the issue with Dak Prescott and is he hurt? Is he not? It's a really bad season and I'm a hard knocks guy. I mean, you know, I watch hard knocks every year. It's not very enjoyable. It's not very entertaining. It's been really, really disappointing. There haven't been very many intriguing stories. The most exciting thing I think I've seen Jerry Jones salts his sausage McMuffin when he eats it. And I mean a lot of salt, like he's just dumping it on. That's all I've got. Other than that, I've got, I've got nothing. I think this series might be over. I'm starting to get worried. You know what I'm getting, what I'm thinking? They might need to like extend it into the regular season. And then it would change the storyline a little bit. Cause right now it's, it's the same thing every year. You kind of look at the veterans. You kind of look at the rookies. You look at the, at the guys just trying to scrape onto the team. And then somebody gets cut, somebody doesn't get cut, and that's the end of the series. You're gonna have to do something else because it's not worth watching right now. We'll we'll just uh, put that. Well, aside. I th- hey, so is it just getting watered down? Yes. Is it like everything else? Is it just getting watered down? They've done they've done everything. Like they've done everything they can do. They've done as many slow motion sprinkler shots <laughs> as they can possibly do. You've it's played out. Go yeah. do something else. Get into the regular season. There's a series, I think it's on Amazon Prime maybe, where they actually follow through a full season with a team. That was more interesting to me because then you have losses. You have wins. You have what a team is going through. Maybe what a guy is going through personally and injuries. You don't get as much in in preseason, so maybe that, that series has just jumped the shark. Coming back, we are now going to begin our NFL divisional previews. Who is going to win each division? But we're not just going to look at the winners. We will touch on every single team in the NFL, good and bad, and see how their season is stacking up. We are going to jump into the AFC and NFC East when we get back. Okay, so we are now jumping into our 2021 NFL preview, and we are beginning to look at each division in the league. We are going to start right now with the AFC East. Speaking of jumping, let's jump into our divisional previews, and we are going to start with the AFC East. The East has been dominated for years by the New England Patriots, but that seems to be changing. Last year, the Buffalo Bills won the division instead. They went all the way to the AFC Championship game. Can the AFC East contend for a Super Bowl this year? We are going to be asking our panel here in just a minute. Let's start off with that AFC East winner. The Buffalo Bills. The Bills went 13 and 3 last year. They won the AFC East. They went all the way to the AFC Championship. The Bills have a stout defense. They've got a good young quarterback in Josh Allen. Rob, here's the question that I have for you. How are the Buffalo Bills going to handle going from being the hunter and trying to take guys down to being the hunted? Because there's going to be a big target on their back. They're not used to that. That's going to be really unfamiliar to them. How do you think the Bills are going to react this year? 
I think they'll be okay. I mean, it's still a good team. They have all the pieces there. That division is down a little bit. I know we'll, you know, get to the rest of the teams. But uh, Josh Allen, um, you know, he's getting better year over year. So I don't see that, you know, it might regress a little bit. But I mean, I still, you know, I think that's the guy. The only thing that concerns me is maybe their running game. That's if I had to pick a point, like I said, defense is good. Josh Allen. But like I said, late in the season, that running game, that's the only thing that worries me that may trip him up. Agreed. Anybody else have anything else on the Bills? D- does anyone here not have the Bills as a playoff team? Out of that division, no. They're the one, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. Don't, don't count out New England, right? Right, I mean, right. They're, they're going to do something. We've heard a bunch about Mac Jones taking that spot, but I don't see the Jets, you know, no. doing much. No, the Bills, the Bills are the class of the division, it seems like, for sure. We do yeah. have those Miami Dolphins, and I like a lot of what Miami so, is doing. Brian Flores they're, is building, building a tough team. And they are getting to the point where they no longer beat themselves, which is a difference for Miami. The key for this team is going to be can Tua Tungabailoa take that next step and actually be somewhat of a franchise quarterback. He doesn't have to be all world, but he's got to be good enough to move the chains on third down. He's got to score when he gets the chance. Because if so, Miami can be a playoff team. If not, they're probably going to be looking for that next guy again. They did go out and they drafted some wide receiver talent, which should help. Larry, do you think Miami is going to be a playoff team this year? No, I no. don't. Uh, I, I just don't see them coming out of that division. I see the Bills and I see the Patriots. Dolphins will be close, but they are not going to make it. Okay. Anybody have, have Miami in the playoffs? I do. I have a Mike, you do? Card. Yeah. yeah. And what do you like about Miami? Would you be concerned as a Miami fan that they seem to be very interested in Deshaun Watson? How much is that actual? No idea. Deshaun is is sparking that conversation, not necessarily Miami, right? For sure. A lot of offensive talent, like you said, if Tua can take that next step, maybe not necessarily be as dynamic as he was in college, but – Game manager, not a game loser, uh, not cost him the game. The team, and you, you mentioned it, the team is so well coached. I just, yeah. I just like the direction they've headed in the last couple of years. Yeah, I do too. They're going in the right direction for sure. Uh, the next team up after over a decade on top, the New England Patriots, they had a rough season in 2020. They went seven and nine. They missed the playoffs for the first time since 2008. And quarterback play with Cam Newton was not very good. Cam is now 32. He doesn't seem to have much arm strength. The Patriots went out and they drafted Alabama quarterback Mac Jones. Rob, at what point are we going to see Mac Jones starting for the New England Patriots? I would say pretty early, maybe game week four. Uh, I'd say week four, week five. Like you mentioned, Cam struggled last year. Patriots third worst passing attack, uh, six fewest points last season. And like I said, I don't, Cam has never been a big, you know, air air it out guy either. Mm -hmm. uh, Big throw. So they have to, you know, really make a decision, you know, is it Mac Jones or is it Cam? And with that, you know, is it a run team um, or a passing team? And that's kind of what it's going to swing on. Like I said, I think uh, Cam will probably start out, but like I said, I think it'll be a, a quick hook, uh, you know, by week four, if it's not going, um, I think, I think Belichick go, uh, you know, makes the move. Yeah. And I can see that happening really, really easily. Going to be interesting to see what Cam does. Cam has got to give them a reason to stick with him. And I don't know if he's capable of doing that at this point in his career. Larry, you have the Patriots getting into the playoffs? I do. Does I, anybody I, else have them getting in? I do not. 
No. Larry, what's your argument? You've got them in. I just think they're better than uh, uh, people want to believe they are without Tom Brady. I, I, I think Belichick is a better coach than almost any other coach out there. And I think he gets the job done. Aside from the Bills, I think he uh, knows football. I, I mean, yeah. just bottom line. Sure. Well, got zero offensive talent. That's well, the concern is they don't have a lot of a lot of skill. One thing that Bill Belichick does not seem to be good at it, and that is drafting skill positions. He has really struggled to fill those wide receivers and running back roles. Yep, and yet he's won. Oh yeah, uh, minus one person, he's won a lot of games over the last decade. He's so. got to be on the revenge tour, doesn't he? I mean, that had to oh, sure. kill him last year. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. Finally, yeah. we, we reached the New York Jets, who went 2-14 and 14 last year, but Jets fans are feeling pretty good. They went out, they signed a new head coach. They got Robert Salah, defensive coordinator from San Francisco. They drafted BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. They drafted wide receiver Elijah Moore. They signed running back Tevin Coleman. Mike, can the Jets look any better whatsoever this year? Well, it's a low bar, so yeah. I, on the surface, I like the, the head coaching hire. I me seems like a guy that'll get his team to play for him, kind of like we we're mentioning with Flores. Yep, I do like Wilson. I don't know how well he's going to play. You know, coming right out of the gate there. The problem with the Jets is they they signed two big free agents in the offseason. They're both done for either most of the year, the whole year. So the the cupboard is kind of bare there. They don't have a lot to work with. Yeah, uh, just so better many than holes. two and fourteen. Absolutely. What does that look like? Four and thirteen? I don't know. It's it's right. It's a, that's a rebuilding franchise for sure. And they could look a lot better and the record not change that much, like you said, but I think they're on the right track. That seems really weird to say for the jets, but I think they're on the right track. Let's, let's go with it. They're on the right track. Next up, we have the NFC East, which was dreadful last year. The Washington football team won the division with a seven and nine record. I don't know if this division is going to be any better this year or not, but we're going to jump in and find out. Let's start off with those Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys went 6-10 and 10 last year. They lost quarterback Dak Prescott to a broken ankle, and when he went down, the season went out the window, although season was halfway out the window when he was still playing. The defense was horrible. They gave up 30 points a game. Dak is now back from that ankle injury. Unfortunately, he seems to have a shoulder injury of some sort. They're kind of downplaying that, but that has to be a concern. Larry, are the Cowboys going to be a playoff team this year? Hey, they should have a ton of offense. They've got a lot of talent. I'm not sure about the other side of the ball. Clint, somebody's got to win the division, right? Sure. Uh, I, I think it's going to be Dallas. You're going with the Cowboys. Yeah, but there's, you know, to your point, there's just tons of questions, and this division is awful. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll cut it short. I'm I'm taking Dallas and you know for no other reason than everybody else is worse. Yes. And and you yeah. might be right there. Anybody else have Dallas in the playoffs? I do not. Nope. All right. We're we're skipping matter, the matter of fact, Clint, to circle back what you were saying, did the NFL change the schedule to 17 games to keep I think they go eight, eight, and one. Would you wrong. You, you, <laughs> might, you might be absolutely right there. I could absolutely see it because we know since they won their Super Bowls, that's a 500 team. Like it or not, averages are averages and that is a 500 team. Next up, the New York Giants are coming off of a rough season. 
not only did the Giants go 6-10 and 10 and miss the playoffs, second-year quarterback Daniel Jones, he kind of erased all that promise from his rookie season. He threw 11 touchdowns. He had 10 interceptions. Running back Saquon Barkley is coming back this year. That should help. But I worry about the fact that the Giants didn't do that much to address their offensive line. Daniel Jones got sacked 45 times last year. Mike, can Daniel Jones return to his rookie form and get the Giants back into playoff contention? Well, I think Barkley coming back will help because it you should just pin your ears back. You know, you, you've got to respect him. He's an absolute stud at running back and a threat coming out of the backfield to catch a little dump off pass, too. Uh, but you're right. They didn't do much to address the offensive line. So that's going to be, it, it, that's going to be an interesting play. I don't, I don't have very much, you know, better than last year though. I, I just don't see much improvement there. Yeah. I could see it being about the same. And I could see Daniel Jones not wishing this, but I could see him not finishing the season healthy because he's going to get beat up a lot. Yeah. And that's not going to be very good. I would doubt that anyone else has the Giants in the playoffs. No Giants in the playoffs. Next up. We have those Philadelphia Eagles. They were hoping to be a playoff team last year. Instead, they go 4-11-1. The bottom completely dropped out. The Eagles fired their head coach, Doug Peterson. Quarterback Carson Wentz is gone. They hired screwball head coach Nick Sirianni. They have young quarterback Jalen Hurts, and I kind of like Jalen Hurts. But then over the weekend, they went and they made a trade with Jacksonville for Gardner Minshew. Rob, you are our lone Philadelphia Eagles fan here on the panel. What in the world are the Eagles doing? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't feel good about the season. Like you said, um, I liked. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts. I say was the bright spot. I am yes. a little worried about the trade. Your offensive coordinator. You got the guy from the Chargers that came over that coached Herbert last year, who I like. Uh huh. So, like I said, I thought. You know, it was obviously uh, uh, rebuilding this year, sure. um, and I thought it would be Hurts. But like I said, I'm I'm just worried across the board, offense, defense, not looking good. But it is the NFC East, so there is a chance. Um, there is a chance. And you know why you have a chance more than maybe some other teams? Your offensive line and your defensive line are not bad. It's everything else. But if you're good in the trenches, maybe you at least have a shot. That coach, Sirianni, seems like a weird dude. I saw his press conference. I I don't get it. He seemed like a weirdo. Hopefully, he's better on the field than he was in the presser. But uh, does anyone have the Eagles making the playoffs? I do not. Nope. No go on the Eagles. We finish out the NFC East with that Washington football team who won the division last year at 7-9, and and they actually gave Tampa a pretty good playoff game. Alex Smith is now gone. They bring in the bearded one, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hey, there's no question. This Washington defense is legit. Chase Young is an absolute beast. Larry, how much do you believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick, a guy that is kind of a modern-day Dave Craig? He's hot one game, he, then he's terrible for like three games. How much I, do you believe I, in this team? Uh, he'll win games. The defense will win games, but they're not going to get to the playoffs. Okay. You, you know, you just you, you have to have more offensive uh, firepower than they're going to have. I like Fitzpatrick. I think he's been great, but, you know, he's just not the one. And I think, uh, you know, they've, they've got the great defense. They're just they just don't have it offensively. Might be tough to generate enough offense. 
I've got Washington sneaking into the playoffs with a very similar crappy record. And it's purely because of their defense. That's the only thing that of, of every team in this division, Washington has the best defense. If it comes down to a big game, I would put the faith in them. Rob, Mike, who do you have getting in out of the East? Do you have Washington? I do. I haven't went in by default, just like last year. You by know, default. Probably a sub-500 record, but yeah. What about uh, you, Rob? Yeah. Same with me. Um, I've got Washington, like you said, that defense. Um, also, Ron Rivera. I mean, I think that's a good yeah. coach. And one thing I'll say about uh, Fitzmagic, coming from Miami last year, I think they pulled him before the Magic ran out. So he's got a little bit left. I think his streak goes. They pulled him early for Tua. Um, and that's a guy, like you said, have good game, good games. And then it completely, the bottom completely falls out and he's terrible. Like I said, they pulled him a little early. So I think he's got a little bit left. And like I said, in a bad division, you know, I think they get through. If he has a bad week, two weeks, the locals start screaming for Taylor Heineke, don't they? They want to see the young kid, won't they? Yeah. He flashed and at the end of the year. He did. He of, looked really good in the playoffs. Matter of time. Yeah, it probably is because that's just who Fitzpatrick is. He looks great for game or two, and then he looks terrible. Let's move over to the AFC North. We move to a division that is getting more and more competitive, it seems like, every year. It used to be just kind of a one-team race. There are a couple teams that we're used to being down every year that are getting a little bit better. Let's start with the Baltimore Ravens, who did not win a division last year, but they did win a playoff game. Quarterback Lamar Jackson finally got that playoff win off of his back, but you know the Ravens want more than that. And to be fair, Lamar hasn't had a ton of help. They got him some help, though. This year they went out, they signed wide receiver Sammy Watkins. They drafted wide receiver Rashad Bateman over the weekend. They did lose running back J.K. Dobbins to a knee injury. It sounds like he is done for the year. That won't help. Rob, we know that the Ravens can win in the regular season. Do you think they're going to be able to get it done in the postseason this year? I don't think so. I think they'll make it. They'll get to the yeah. playoffs. But like you mentioned, last season, dead last in passing. Um, I know they added receivers, but I don't think they changed that offense. Now, maybe they have to because Dobbins is gone and they can't be as run heavy as they want to. But I, don't, I think if they don't change their style of play, you know, it's going to catch up to them in the playoffs again. That's, this is a team that, you know, they have to be ahead because if they get behind, it's not a team that, you know, if they're down by 14, 17, uh, Lamar J Jackson, he's not going to air it out to catch you up. And I think, like I said, very good during the regular season. They definitely make the playoffs, but I think that's going to come back to haunt them. I would agree with that. Any, any disagreements among our panel today? I agree with Rob. I, I, I just don't I, I don't have we we haven't seen enough of Lamar Jackson to know whether he can, you know, do it. So if he can air know. it out and carry a team like that with the passing game, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can. Mike, you got anything on, on Baltimore? Well, Dobbins is a big loss, but I, you know what? Gus Edwards is not a bad uh backup. Yeah. I think he was didn't have a ton of rushes, but he's among the top leaders in yards per carry. New little, offensive little hint to you fantasy players out there. Continue. Right. I don't know. I think they're they're trying going to try to air it out more to keep up with the Kansas Cities and the Buffaloes. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But they they know it was a deficiency and they at least attempted in the offseason to remedy that. Yeah, and and like Rob said, we saw if they get behind, which they did to Buffalo, game over. Yeah, they couldn't do it. They, they couldn't catch up enough. That did end up haunting them. We'll see if they can air it out a little more this year. The Cincinnati Bengals have to be feeling better about their team for the first time 
in a number of years. Quarterback Joe Burrow looks like a bona fide NFL starter. The Bengals went out and they drafted his former teammate, wide receiver Jamar Chase, in the draft. The good news is we know Jamar Chase is not going to get COVID because so far he can't catch anything. My concern for the Bengals is that they haven't done much to upgrade that offensive line. Mike, I know that, that like myself, you really like Joe Burrow, but are the Bengals going to get Burrow killed? And they, they might. I don't know. We were both surprised in the draft when we took the, the wide receiver instead of yes. you know, the, a, a franchise tackle. I, I love Burrow. I love his game. I, I love watching him his, his, his entire you know final year and, and coming out of nowhere you know in college there. They got him another offensive weapon, but it doesn't matter if he's sitting on his butt. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, and I can't say the Bengals making any sort of a jump into the playoffs. I wouldn't think anyone has the, the Bengals as a playoff team here on the panel. So let's jump forward to a team that could be very interesting because it sounds strange to say, but fellas, the Cleveland Browns are pretty good. Yes, the defense isn't as good. They need to improve, but the Browns offense averaged 26 points a game last year. The Brownies got their first playoff win since 2002. They tried to beef up their defense a little bit. They went out and they signed Malik Jackson, Jadeveon Clowney, John Johnson. I do worry about how soft that Browns schedule was last year. Larry, how much are you believing in the Cleveland Browns this year? I believe in them. I got them coming out of this division. I think this division is a mess. Uh, we talked about Cincy. I think, you know, Burrow is a, a Andrew Luck in the making, you know, Could be. Uh, with the situation there. But I think by far, uh, Cleveland is on the better track. So, I, you know, Mayfield is good. He's going to he, he's proven to be, you know, an adequate quarterback and they've got talent and their defense is good. So, yeah, I'm a buyer of Cleveland. Everybody got Cleveland in the playoffs or does anyone not have them? I have Cleveland getting in. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've all four got Cleveland getting in. They should be very good. They're going to bring some serious offense. We'll see if their defense can help them a little bit. The final team in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers looked great a year ago. Remember, they got off to that 11-0 start, and the wheels just came off. The Steelers lost five of their final six games, including a playoff loss to those Browns. Quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, he looked like he was finished at the end of that game. It looked like he was done. They talked him into coming back. They went and they drafted a monster running back in Najee Harris. But the offensive line isn't great. The defense isn't great either. Rob, are the Steelers going to rebound from their poor finish last season? Or are they going to continue kind of sliding and maybe going down a little bit? They're going to keep sliding. I think they still sneak in the playoff. Definitely a wild card. But yeah, I think Big Ben, I think his time has passed. Kind of like Drew Brees last year. I think yeah. that's how it's going to end this year where it's just very clear. It's kind of clear last season, but I think. We've got another ending like that for Roethlisberger. I mean, I think he'll have games. You know, he's still good. Um, he'll have good games here and there. But at the end of the day, you know, I just I just don't think he can carry carry the team like he has in the past. Well, and the hard part is that defense is so bad that he has to go out and put up 40 points or something if he wants to win a game. You're asking a lot of a beat-up guy and a guy that has been broken down a lot. Who has Pittsburgh getting the postseason? I do not. No. Just outside. No. Rob's got them getting in, but Rob hasn't scraping their way in. Going to be interesting to watch that AFC North. Fellas, we have one last division to cover this week on the dose. 
Next up, we have the black and blue division, or at least that's what it used to be called, because the NFC North has some big-time teams, or maybe they used to. They've got the Monsters of the Midway. They've got the Restore the Roar Lions. They've got the Pack Attack, the Purple People Eaters. So we should have a ton of really good teams coming out of this division, right? Okay. First up, we have the Chicago Bears, who made the playoffs last year, unbeknownst to most people. They got in with an 8-8 eight eight record, but quarterback Mitchell Trubisky, he never seemed to figure out much of anything. So the Bears went and they signed Andy Dalton. Dalton has been stuck in bad situations, both in Cincinnati and in Dallas. I don't know if he's good yet. And neither do the Bears. Because then they went out and they drafted Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields, who has looked good in the preseason. He's looked good, but we don't know exactly what that means. The Bears should contend for a playoff spot. Here's my concern. Their schedule is going to be tough. If Dalton struggles, the Bears might be going to fields way too early, kind of like what we talked about at the beginning of the show. Mike, can the Bears actually develop a quarterback? Because we have like 100 years of proof that they cannot. Can they develop Justin Fields? Will they go to him too early? How is this going to play out? Well, there's there's two big stigmas you need to pass is, is Chicago hasn't had a stellar quarterback since what, I almost hit him up in the mouth. Right. One of those last Ohio State quarterback to actually do something in the NFL. I don't know. But you are correct. Very good defense. I don't know. I, I honestly I just haven't just uh, just missing the playoffs this year. I just don't see it happening. Okay. I think I have them just scraping into the playoffs, but I I could be talked out of that real easy. Anybody have any feelings one way or the other very strongly on those Chicago Bears? I'd only say that fields Hopefully he exceeds expectations. Right. Right. Like you want to see a young quarterback just go out there and succeed. And and he might be the one this year. So so that's all I'd say here. Do I think they're going to go to the playoffs? I don't know. But but I think Fields is probably better than what a lot of people think he is. Does so, does he get the shot? Does do they dump Dalton and yeah. go to him? You think they, they will? Yeah, they they do. At least I think they do by sure. game three. I, I don't know. I, you know, um, Dalton is a, you know, I think he's a serviceable guy. He played for plenty of years and since he, but he's not the long-term answer. They want to move to fields. And uh, I think they'll do that early in the season. And I hope the guy, you know, plays well. Well, and, and the, the fans are going to be screaming for him. They're going to want to see fields. They already right. are. Yes. Right. You're right. No, they're going to be they're going to be wanting to see Fields as soon as possible. And from what you saw in the preseason, hey, he brings some excitement. It could be kind of fun yeah. to watch Justin Fields. So I get it. I don't know how that's going to play out. That could end up getting it could go ugly if it, Justin it, Fields it, gets it, in and doesn't do well. It could be tough. The good thing for him is that this division has a clear cut winner, right? It's Green Bay. Yes. Minnesota is not going to be very good. Detroit's not going to be very good. And and we'll see about Chicago. So, you know, they've, they've got, uh, they've got some chances there. They have some wins they should get. That's right. For sure. Larry, I'm going to stay with you because I know how you, you love this next team. The Detroit lions are starting over for like the thousandth time. They bring in head coach, Dan Campbell, who wants to beef up both the offensive and defensive lines. And that sounds pretty good. The Lions also pulled the trigger on a monster trade. They shipped quarterback Matt Stafford to L.A., to the Rams, 
and they get Rams quarterback Jared Goff in return. And yeah. I mean, the bottom line is the Lions got a bunch of draft picks out of that move. If they yeah. use them wisely, they could build a strong team eventually. Larry, as a big Detroit Lions fan, how patient are you going to be to watch the Lions this year? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, that's funny. I, I appreciate it, Clint. I, they're done. Like, I don't okay. understand any of those decisions. Uh, so, you know, maybe they can figure it out where they haven't been able to before. But uh, I'm, I'm off that bandwagon. I really thought they were there for a while. I'm not anymore. I understand. No, it's a, it's going to be a rebuild, and it's going to be a long rebuild. It's not going to be fixed anytime soon. But I right. have liked some of the moves that they've made early on. They've gone out and they have tried to build the offensive and defensive lines, and that could pay off for them eventually. We'll see if it actually does. The Green Bay Packers were absolutely cruising last year. They went 13-3. and They rolled all the way to the NFC Championship game, and then they faced the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got taken to the woodshed, and afterwards, quarterback Aaron Rodgers said he pretty much hates everybody and everything, and he wants to leave, but the Packers hold all the cards, so he can't just leave. So now he's back, at least for one more year. Now, last year, I actually thought the Packers might struggle because of the internal strife on that team. Between Rodgers and management, I was dead wrong. Rob, is Aaron Rodgers just so good that he can overcome that again this year? Because... He did it last year and looked phenomenal. He had his best year ever. Uh, yes, he can. Half of that because of Aaron Rodgers and the other half because of the division. You know, clearly the best QB in the division. I think it's another season, 13 and three. And then I think once we get to the playoffs, that's where we're going to get into trouble. You know, the things that Rodgers always complains about, not bringing in the right talent. I think that catches up with him uh, in the playoffs. But yeah, regular season and division, you know, no problems. Yeah, I, I could see that. Think about this for one second. Wait, wait. Go ahead. Rob, a Green Bay fan? No, Rob's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Because he kept saying we. <laughs> no, no, no. He is he is all Eagles all the time. The That's Eagles, what I thought. That's the what I interesting thought. part about this season, Aaron Rodgers in his division gets to see Andy Dalton twice, probably, Kirk Cousins twice, Jared Goff twice. There's six wins just right off the top. You haven't even done anything, and there's six wins. If you like, we used to say this in coaching the bus driver is the MVP. If he can get you to the gate, you're going to win the game. They're going to probably go undefeated in that division. Everybody's got Green Bay winning this division, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be oh, really, really good. For sure. For sure. For sure. We finish out our week of our 2021 NFL preview with the Minnesota Vikings who keep doing the same things over and over and somehow expecting different results. I think that's the definition of insanity, but whatever. The Vikings go 7-9 and nine last year. The defense is aging. The pass rush doesn't exist anymore. It used to be good. It's not so good anymore. And more important, the Vikings are strapped with the contract of quarterback Kirk Cousins. But the Vikings do have some positives. Wide receiver Justin Jefferson is a superstar. Running back Dalvin Cook is one of the best running backs in the league. Mike, head coach Mike Zimmer, his seat's getting pretty hot. Is he going to be able to cool it down this year with, with a playoff uh, appearance? I think he almost has to. Too. They, they did actually did a pretty good job of addressing the defensive issues in the offseason, knowing that was their biggest issue last year. The offensive talent cannot be denied. I mean, as a rookie, Jefferson finished 
fourth in the NFL in yardage last year. It, it was he didn't really come on right off the bat. So he he just he's he's probably going to finish top two or three again this year. It's just he's he's an incredible, exciting rookie. If Dalvin Cook can play an entire season, he did last year, running two years ago, missing games. That, that's a potent offense. Handing the keys to a Ferrari to uh, Cousins, just just don't wreck it. You know, if, if the defense can be middling, middle average, yeah, I honestly think they got a shot at the wild card. Yeah, I could see that. One thing I want to say about Kirk Cousins, and I am not a Kirk Cousins fan. I am not a Kirk Cousins apologist. We knew this coming out of Michigan State. Kirk Cousins needs a clean pocket and needs to be standing, feet planted to make accurate throws. If you're asking him to throw under duress and throw while running, then you're asking him to do something he doesn't do. And then they're astounded when he goes out and looks horrible. Hey, you've got to have a really good offensive line in front of him or else he's not very good at throwing the football. And the Minnesota Vikings have not figured that out. Okay, fellas, we have knocked out our first half of this NFL preview, but we're not done. So I hope you're keeping track of your playoff teams because next week we are going to be discussing the AFC and NFC South, the AFC and NFC West, and we will be making our picks for who is making the playoffs, who is going to Super Bowl 56. Hey, is everybody here good to join up again and knock out the rest of this preview? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. All right. I want to thank you all for stopping by. I want to thank you for being here. But just know we are not done. We still have a long ways to go. Got to get your Super Bowl picks and who's going to be making the playoffs. Hey, next week on The Dose, we need to finish up this 2021 NFL preview. Our esteemed panel will stop by again to finish up covering each team in the NFL. Plus, we will be giving you our picks for who will be making the playoffs and even who will be going to Super Bowl 56. So make sure that you stop by The Dose next week and make sure you let a friend know to do the same. Hey, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening to The Daily Dose every week. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for the text. Thank you for the tweets. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel. Thank you for going over to Daily Dose Sports and checking out some of the new articles that are going up there every week. But more than anything else, thank you so much for sharing the show with someone that you know. We absolutely love it when you do that. Have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all next Wednesday. Have a great week, everybody. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me?